When treating the depressed postpartum woman who is nursing, we have two patients, the depressed woman and her infant. How can we choose the safest medication for both patients? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Samantha Meltzer-Brody, Assistant Professor in the Department of Psychiatry at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Dr. Meltzer Brody is the co-director of the Perinatal Psychiatry Program at the UNC Center for Women's Mood Disorders, a comprehensive women's mental health program providing clinical care and research for psychiatric disorders across the female reproductive life cycle, including depression during pregnancy and postpartum, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and perimenopausal mood symptoms. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Meltzer Brody. Thanks for having me, Leslie. I find personally treating the nursing woman with postpartum depression one of the most challenging scenarios that we see in our practice. What kinds of things should we be thinking about? Well, you're right. It is challenging, and for a number of reasons. I think one of the first things is that people can do it effectively and to give people hope that it can be done. But I really try hard to make sure the mother does not feel compelled to nurse and carry on and doing something if it's detrimental to her mental health. And so that it doesn't become a, I will be a good mother if I do this and I will fail as a mother if I don't. There are enormous societal pressures to nurse and I think it's wonderful when it works out well. But if someone is suffering with severe depressive symptoms and it's really impairing their functioning, I really feel strongly they have to evaluate on whether continuing to breastfeed is in their best interest. And that's on a case-by-case basis. One of the difficulties with nursing, and especially if people are trying to do an exclusive type of nursing, is that there's usually pretty intense sleep deprivation associated with it. And not all women handle that well. Many women with mood disorders, if they have a previous history, and certainly women with postpartum depression, sleep and not sleeping well can be an enormous problem. So I just think that's something that we always try and look at. But that being said, for women who feel that nursing is something they want to continue to pursue, people can nurse and be treated for postpartum depression, can take psychotropic safely. If antidepressants are indicated, how can we be sure that the baby's going to be okay? Well, that's, you know, obviously the most important concern for most mothers who are not concerned necessarily how they're doing, Mm -hmm. but are very concerned how their baby's doing. The selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the SSRIs, in general seem to be quite safe in lactation. In particular, sertraline, which is the generic for Zoloft, seems to have the least amount of transmission into breast milk. A lot of this data is based on mother-infant dyads. It's not an enormous literature, so you're looking at relatively small numbers, but there are some fairly decent studies out there that look at the serum levels and then the breast milk levels in both the mother, the baby, and after the baby's consumed and measuring things. And sertraline seems to have the lowest amount of transmission. Most of the studies show that at doses 100 milligrams or less, there's almost zero transmission of sertraline. Now, I've seen that, but I've also seen people do what seems to me is kind of a crazy thing, and that is a woman may be on antidepressant X during pregnancy and then decide to switch them to sertraline if they're nursing. So now the baby has been exposed to potentially two different medicines. Right. And, you know, there's all sorts of strange things, <laughs> strange things that happen 
during pregnancy into lactation, if I'm seeing someone during pregnancy, I will preferentially start sertraline. Partly, I think it's effective, but so are the other SSRIs, but partly because I know it will work well in lactation. The one SSRI that I try not to use at all during pregnancy is paroxetine, which is Paxil. There are some conflicting reports, but there are some published studies that show that it may increase the risk of cardiac anomalies with first trimester exposure. Interestingly, paroxetine seems to be fine during breastfeeding. But again, it's easier just not to start it and then have to change if that's something that you can do. Fluoxetine Prozac, which has been around the longest and has a fairly decent safety profile during pregnancy, there are concerns because of its long half-life, it sticks around longer and you can have higher levels in breast milk. So that's not something that I necessarily would pick as my first choice. That being said, people successfully breastfeed on fluoxetine. The same thing for citalopram. There are some reports of higher levels concentrating in breast milk, but again, people successfully breastfeed with it. And with Lexapro, citalopram's cousin, there's just less data. What are the most common adverse events that you do see in babies whose mothers are taking antidepressants? The most common things you want to look for are sedation or the opposite of that activation or increased irritability. Also, pediatricians will watch for GI side effects. So some of the things you'd see in adults that it's not interfering with their feeding, with their bowel movements, with their sleep. And Sometimes people like to do a trial where they start it and then stop it. You can actually measure concentration, see how much people are getting. A lot of that requires sending to an outside lab. But in general, most women that I work with are able to breastfeed successfully while taking an antidepressant, certainly at high doses and in people who are requiring multiple psychotropics, then I advise not to breastfeed, but for some women that really want to do so, at least in some capacity, we can get into all sorts of interesting things where we will have them what I call pump and dump Mm. (laughs) Um, the breast milk at a specific time based on the half-life and the highest level of the medication to concentrate in the breast milk. So what is pump and dump? So pump and dump would be, for example, with sertraline, let's say you're taking 150 milligrams a day and you have been advised that at doses 100 and less, there's almost zero concentration in the breast milk. Then for sertraline, where we have reasonable data, we know that the peak concentration in the breast milk is approximately eight hours after you take the medication. So women can pump eight hours later and discard that breast milk, which is always feels very bad, like you're throwing away liquid gold. <laughs> yeah, really. Worked hard <laughs> um, to get that. But then they can know that after that, their baby's probably getting almost no sertraline in their breast milk or not at quantities that would have any effect. And so we can try and tailor that for certain medications as best we can. That, again, requires a very motivated mom. And certainly there's enough going on, I think, in the first few months postpartum that most people don't necessarily want to add that to their list of things to do. Right. Sounds like one of those things that makes sense in the book, but in real life, that would be a nightmare potentially. It would be, but there are people that really just get into a habit of doing it that Mm -hmm. are that concerned about it. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, okay, I take it at 8 a.m. every day. Eight hours later, I pump, I discard that, and then I'm free to nurse the rest of the time. And so I think for some people that provides peace of mind. If you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. 
I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Samantha Meltzer-Brody. We're discussing antidepressant choice in the nursing postpartum patient. Dr. Meltzer-Brody, I had a question about the likely side effects in the baby being sleep or GI problems. Now, how would you know in a newborn if they were having sleep or GI problems related to the mother's medication? That seems like an impossible thing. Well, it is tricky. And again, I think that you're looking for, certainly in the brand new newborn, you would have great difficulty noting that. In general, you're looking for excessive irritability or excessive feeding difficulties or excessive GI upset. Again, it's tricky. But for a lot of people, they will figure out over time and sometimes they'll hold the medication for a period of time and see if things clear up or mm, not. Okay. In general, I found, and especially with sertraline, I have not seen that to be a big problem. One of the other major concerns that my patients have who are taking antidepressants postpartum is what do we know about the effects on these medicines on the baby's developing brain? Right. So all the neurobehavioral questions that are out there. You know, the short answer is, unfortunately, there are not great longitudinal studies where we say, okay, these women took antidepressants during pregnancy or the baby was only exposed during lactation and we've now followed the children out 20 years and Mm -hmm. we can say one way or another what happened. Those studies don't exist. There are studies that have shorter follow-up. And in general, the SSRIs do not seem to cause serious neurobehavioral or neurodevelopmental issues. There are some concerns with fluoxetine that, again, may have a higher concentration in breast milk because of the long half-life. But those studies are small. I think most of the time you could safely feel that you were not doing damage. And, again, this all has to be weighed against the concerns of the baby's development with a mother who has untreated depression. Right. And what do we know about that? We know that Mothers with postpartum depression have a really hard time, and there's data that shows that, in general, their children don't do as well, that the mothers are less inclined to engage in safety practice. They have less compliance with pediatric appointments. They are less stimulated. They can have increased risk of developmental delays and other things. So it's risky to have a mom with untreated postpartum depression, too. I think so often we think about the medications in the postpartum nursing patient, but what about psychotherapy? What role is there? I think psychotherapy is enormously helpful. And we try and have most of our women doing both. I think that if it's more mild, moderate symptoms and they're at a point where they can engage in psychotherapy and the sleep appetite issues or the level of anxiety is not so overwhelming that they feel they can participate well, then that can be a very good thing to do. For some of our patients who are really having an enormous difficulty, the anxiety level is very high. And again, for a lot of women with perinatal psychiatric symptoms, anxiety is an enormous component. In fact, if you ask if they're depressed, they'll often say no, but what they do report is overwhelming anxiety. And oftentimes we'll see ruminating, almost obsessive compulsive looking symptoms. And for those patients who aren't sleeping, really aren't functioning, they're not able to effectively participate in psychotherapy because they're really just suffering tremendously. And I find in that group, starting an antidepressant and then getting them feeling better and also adding psychotherapy can be very helpful. Makes good sense. Any final words about treating these women? I just think that there are very effective treatments for postpartum depression. 
there's oftentimes a reluctance of women to report this to either their pediatrician or their OB. People are terrified that they'll be seen as a bad mother. And I think it's important for providers to really normalize things. And anyone seeing postpartum women routinely to say, you know, one out of 10 women will have postpartum depression. Are you having these symptoms? If you are, we can treat it. There's good help available. You don't have to suffer with this. And to make people feel comfortable so they will come forward and not have to suffer in silence. And, you know, again, it's something that then helps mom, helps baby, helps family. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a privilege. I appreciate it. We've been speaking with Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody about treating the nursing postpartum depressed patient. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com. If you register with the promo code RADIO, you will receive six months of free streaming for your home or your office. If you have comments or suggestions or questions, give us a call at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening. 